0: Nothing to see here.
1: Nothing to see here.
0: Nothing to see here. Nothing
1: to see. Nothing to see. Nothing to see.
0: Experimental radio produced by NASCAD University. To see.
1: You are listening to Nothing to See Here, a program of experimental radio from NASCAD University. This episode is called We Have Eaten the Forests in Our Sleep.
2: Most people have probably had one at some point or another, when it's like a dream inside a dream, almost like Inception. A dream inside a dream inside a dream, and you wake up and you think you're awake, but you're actually still in another dream. And I once had this happen, like, at like three or four dreams, all at once. So the first dream, I think I was skating with my father, and I was on the skating rink, and we were skating. And then all of a sudden the ice started to crack. And so it became one of those dreams where you're falling. And I fell through the ice and I fell down, down, down into this black abyss. And I thought, okay, I'm dead now. I'm gonna wake up. But instead I woke up and I was on the deck of the Titanic because I also used to dream as a child all the time about the Titanic. And I had seen the movie and it just wouldn't leave my mind. So I woke up and I was on the ship. And of course, eventually the disaster happens and the ship starts to go down. And so I go down with the ship. And I woke up and I was in my living room. And at this point I'm thinking, okay, I'm definitely awake now. I have to be awake now. So I get up to go get something to eat or a glass of water or something like that. But by the time I make it into the kitchen, I'm flying. I can just fly, and this is completely normal, Um, but I still think I'm awake, but I'm flying through my house. Um, And then eventually I realized that that can't be possible and that I must be dreaming again. So I decided I was going to try to wake myself up, and so I flew into the wall and hit my head. And in the dream, I kind of blacked out again and went back to the the black abyss. And then, once more, I kind of woke up and I was out on my back deck. And I thought, okay, you know, now I'm awake. I I must be awake. Um, and so I just kind of start going about about what I'm doing. And I'm out on the deck, and I started singing to myself. And then out of nowhere a stranger came and and started yelling at me to stop that singing and I can't believe you're singing like that and that's crazy and the stranger became this big huge monster and started chasing me and I was just chased by this monster until finally I woke up in my bedroom in my bed and I was actually awake.
3: Me and a girlfriend of mine were delivering bagels to the African savannah and we were riding on those big wheels. I don't know why, but hiding in the grass, I guess they wanted these bagels. They were Germans. They might've been Nazis. I'm not sure, but they were disguised as zebras and they came jumping at us on pogo sticks.
0: When I was five years old, uh, I had my first nightmare, and I dreamt that I was on the side of a cliff face, and I was picking up whole tree logs, and I was just tossing them across to this other side of the cliff. And I was just watching them explode and explode and explode. And that's when I saw him to the right of me. He just kept saying, throw them, throw them, throw them. And every time I went to ask, why, why, why? He would just turn and say, because you must. You must. You must.
1: We have eaten the forest in our dreams. You Do you remember what history tastes like? Do you remember how we used to roast the facts over an open fire? I have been growing a philosophical forest so that you can come and join me and watch them all fall. I want to make sure all the trees are seen when they fall. I am a philosophical lumberjack. I not only fell the trees, The stroke of my axe also prescribes the words that will be written on the paper that these trees will be made into. I weld my axe like a proclamation. The forest knows who I am. The forest is attuned. Sometimes I go to the forest and I shake it out, I let it all go. I shake my fibers. They say that the moon is moving away from the earth at about the same rate as your hair grows. I imagine all the hair on the planet as tidal. The tectonic plates of the earth move at the same rate as the growth of your fingernails. Sometimes I bite my nails, and I realize that each of my five fingers tastes like a different continent. We don't remember our birth or our death, and yet we describe a person's life by those dates. Those dates get engraved on our gravestones, but we don't experience them. They are brackets around the substance of life. We live in the middles. We move away from the beginning. We move towards the end. But we never arrive. We never get to the end. And so, in our stories, in our culture, beginnings and endings have become overdetermined. Freud believed that it is impossible to imagine our own death. He imagined that this was the secret of heroism.
2: According to Sigmund Freud, um, there are five separate processes that facilitate the analysis of dreams by free association. Displacement occurs when the desire for one thing or person is symbolized by another thing or another person while projection happens when the dreamer places their own personal desires and needs onto somebody else. And symbolization is illustrated through a dreamer's unconscious allowance of repressed urges and desires to be acted out metaphorically. Condensation illustrates the process by which the dreamer hides their feelings and urges either through minimization or contraction into a brief dream image or a brief event. While finally, rationalization, or secondary revision, is the final stage of dream work, in which the dreaming mind intently organizes an incoherent dream into something much more comprehensible and logical for the dreamer. And Freud also believed in the universality of symbols and dreams, and a lot of these are symbols that can be associated by shape or action, color, number, quality, status, or sound, and some are a lot more obvious and salient than others. Uh, For example, any kind of a circular object or a piece of jewelry uh, will probably represent a vagina, while anything oblong or objects paired in threes will represent a penis and testicles. And, of course, it, it follows that any action that separates one component from the whole, such as losing a tooth, represents castration. While any action, basically any action that resembles coitus is coitus. It, it all comes back to coitus. There's A lot of dreaming about coitus that happens, according to Freudian theory.
1: And so this is the end of endings. It will never change. The run on sentence of history has abandoned punctuation. We've seen it all before. History is a list, an archive, a set of available scripts, a movable feast, fast food for thought, Mobius fruit loops for breakfast, bottomless cups of digital caffeine. All day long, night never ends. Our dreams lie awake at night, flickering soft Morse code sonatas over parched souls
4: my dream. I was unemployed and I uh, received a letter from a headhunting agency. They said that they were really impressed with my skills and that they wanted to hire me in their organization. I accepted. I I called them up the next day and I, I took a trip over to their their facility. The job facility was deep underground. When you walk in the door, it's like checking in at a a museum or something. There's a a security desk and it was on the main floor. And they, they were talking to me about how I'm gonna get my credentials and then I can go into the main, they called it the chasm. Once I got my credentials together, I boarded this like really large escalator I'm talking like nine or 10 stories, like a really long single um, escalator going down into this pit, which I realized was the, the chasm. I met my supervisor at the bottom of the escalator and we uh, he began to tell me about the job. Essentially, I'm supposed to convince people to sponsor disadvantaged members of the organization that I'm working for. So I'm asking a little bit about this. I'm like, who's who's disadvantaged here? I I still don't really even know what the job is at all. And uh, then they tell me that, well, everybody's salary is based on how many sponsors they secure for the organization. So I realized that Everybody that works for the organization is basically disadvantaged because they're all getting paid on uh, on commission for hooking all of each other up with these sponsorships. So it's it's starting to sound a lot like a pyramid scheme, uh, like like pretty much the definition of a pyramid scheme. But I, I keep silent. And by by the end, I'm not really interested in working there anymore. So I get back on, I get back on the uh, the escalator going back up, and I talk to the security people, and I let them know, you know, I'm not I'm not super interested in this. What do I have to do to, to kind of get out of it? What's the exit pro- procedure? And they say, all right, well, you you give us your credentials, the the security card that we just made you, blah blah blah, whatever. Then you're going back down the escalator and. You meet with your manager, your overseeing officer, you have an in view, bada boom, bada bang, you're out. So I give them my ID back. Everything's cool upstairs. I go for the escalator, I'm riding down the escalator. This escalator takes time. It's like pretty slow escalator. It goes like nine stories, it's intense. So I get to the bottom and I'm, I'm walking towards um, the, the head office, whatever that is. And I get apprehended by the security agents. They say, where's your security? Where's your credentials? Where's whatever? I don't really have anything on me because I already checked out upstairs. I explained this to them, but they just take me to, they take me to a cell. And that's pretty much the end of the dream is I'm waiting in a cell at this like basement layer of a Scientology type organization that doesn't really sell anything, doesn't buy anything, just breeds in this uh, like marketing uh, pyramid scheme.
0: I was brought to a gathering of sorts. There was lots of humans. There was noise and lights and buzzers. People were screaming, they were laughing, they were cheering, the way they do when they ride my back, but they weren't riding my back. They were getting into all sorts of Machines and they were being flung about and they were laughing and twirling around and while I was shuffled through there quickly But as I was going past their trowes I looked to my right and I saw Human children Riding in circles on plastic knees. And they just kept going around and around. And the horses were going up and down, but their legs weren't moving. And I saw what happens when you're no longer of use. And that and that night after the fair I was brought back to my stables and I dreamt I was put on one of those calamities, one of those machines I was strapped to it forever frozen in place while hundreds of children rode me never my master always wanting him back but he never came for me I was trapped, going in circles, for all eternity. No wheat, no oats, no rest, forever just going around.
5: I hate being a Shetland. I'm half your size. Everyone's turning their nose down at me. And I have these sweaty humans crawling over me saying me, me, me. I guess that's what they're saying. That's what it sounds like na, nah, nah, nah. Bleeding sheep. How about you? What do you think about having all these creatures crawling over you? their stinky sweatiness, and shoveling our excrement out of these wooden contraptions that they trap us in. And for that matter, what's it like, you know, for you, having to never sit down? We're always we standing I up. I standing up. I walk standing up. I eat standing up. I make love standing up. That's just the life of a horse. That's what I do. Every day I get up and I, I pull I pull the, the things and I get the things strapped to me and I don't think too much about it. I'm just a horse. Of course.
2: Your mane's been looking good though. Looks like you got a little little trim going on and your tails organic carrots shifted up Oh nice. Organic carrots. That always does the trick.
5: Yeah. Have you guys ever wondered what Those humans want to do with our poo. Every time I go, they're there, picking it up, turning it off somewhere. somewhere. What do they do with it? Well, it's like this. I'm glad I don't have to drag it around. Patting up, passing it the first time. Now, I see these big horses, these big long manes. You know, those horses are definitely got brood. They, they, they've got add-ons or touch-ups or something. These big horses with hooves as big as my head. Walking around, walking so proud, prancing around with our poop. Thinking, and where does it go? I don't get it. Humans are so weird.
2: Well, I mean, they take our hair. They they stuff our hair into things. Why wouldn't they take our, our-
5: They braid the hair above my bum. Do you know how disrespectful that is? But I have flies that stick on my rump. And now that they've got it all tied off, I can't flick the flies off. And it's not like I can reach back there. Look at the size of me. I have half a head, too much body, and not enough legs. No one ever said looking good came easy. Mm-hmm. Ask uh Shauna over here. Yeah You're a thoroughbred. You're a workhorse. She's a thoroughbred. And this one I think they cut his tongue out. I don't know what
2: the I don't get to do all that much.
5: Not like I get much action either. Well, you get all the pets, don't you? You're at that petting zoo. Half a donkey, isn't that something nice? You know, of two cultures?
4: Alright, I am, uh, Stevie Stikovsky, and I am a, uh, a professional researcher with the, uh, Horses Hearing Voices Institute. We, um primarily specialize in the uh, neurophysiology of horse rights activism, a social area, neurophysiology, very scientific, but we like to take those both together and make a real interdisciplinary approach of how to understand these horses and the voices that they may also be hearing sometimes. This extends to the development of their neural cortex, which is very similar to that of primates and of even uh, the superior uh, race of dolphins. In looking at humans and dolphins you can really understand a lot about what must be going on inside of a horse's head. A lot of what we take away from these exercises is um, arithmetic, measurable, quantifiable, But a lot of it is also qualitative. You get a lot of people in the room with with these horses and start stimulating their synapses, giving them impulses. And you can get a lot from just looking into a horse's eyes and giving it some electroshock.
3: Dream research scientist. You know what?
2: when you when you flood the synapse with with calcium and hydrogen ions you're uh, you're really ramping up a, a little bit of a, a show in, in the mind of the horse and and hopefully we can use this method to reflect back into the neocortex what the horse may or may not be experiencing and then we can extrapolate from what we monitor using the AM, EM device and Essentially, take that data and then reinterpret it to understand what's going on in a way that humans can now understand. It's, it's very exciting research.
4: We don't want the horses to get um, used to any frequency um, so that they can anticipate it. We really want it to be like a club that's under a, an attack. You know, we want lots of lights, strange noises, bass. Lots of bass for these horses.
2: I like to play uh, play some good old dubstep for my horses. Once uh, once I administer the ketamine treatment, I'll often just throw on some, some nice dubsteps. So I'm quite confident that horses will also enjoy dubstep during their treatment.
4: Yeah, I enjoy the work that that we do with the horses. I think they're enjoying it too. Um, they're a lot happier as of late you since we, uh, we got the clearance papers, from the, to the FDA to start truck, working with the uh, You have to burn
3: your facility to the ground and if you don't kill the animals that you're dream training, they will become your masters and they are not
1: Those heavy eyelids and let the dreams come in.
5: Dream,
6: dream,
7: entering the dream
1: world. A reminder to those of you who are coming to CADU's annual. Hot look. please come and wait in the waiting room in the basement.
5: When I stand over the animals and watch them kick and twitch, I feel like God. That's why I'm doing this, to watch the animals twitch asleep.
1: If you're coming to CKDU's annual potluck, please come to the basement and wait in the waiting room.
5: I don't even remember what it was like to dream.
1: Please come down to CKDU's annual potluck and wait in the waiting room, which you will find in the basement.
5: I started having elective surgeries because when they put me under, I think that some some of those times I may actually dream.
1: We welcome you to the CKDU Potluck. If you are coming, please just proceed to the basement and wait in the waiting room.
8: survive in the waiting room. I've been here for a long time. I came here because I was invited because I I thought I was going to some sort of potluck, but it's it's not a potluck. Oh my god, the music stopped music hasn't stopped for a long time. The entire, entire time I've been in here, it hasn't stopped. I've been, I've been just waiting for quietness, and I, 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 just, I'm really happy that it stopped it, playing CKDU over and over again, and. I can't separate my thoughts from the radio anymore. I don't know what's what. I don't know what kind of messages that he's sending me through the radio when I listen to his broadcast. Yeah, don't go over there. Don't lift that blanket. That's not something you want to see this early. If you you live down here with me in the waiting room for long enough, you'll understand what happens. They're dead, okay? A shit over in that corner. It's not much water. Do you have any water bottle or any food? Anything? I just I just wanna know why he's doing this. Why he's doing this to us. He keeps bringing people in. He keeps having them wait. And I think he's trying to kill us. I think he's trying to kill us and we're just down here and he's just recording it all. He's recording it all because he's sick. He's sick. He's messed up. And I think he's trying to kill us. This isn't any kind of waiting room you've ever in or been in before. It's not his house. It's not a potluck. It's a radio station and we're going to be waiting here until we die. I don't know. What have you got in that bag? Just give it to me. I just want to look at it. I'm not going to steal any of it. You look scared. Good. You get used to the smell. <coughs> I don't know why you think you're in here, but I—I I thought this—I thought this was going to be a potluck, and it's not a potluck. I mean, this is a radio station, and no, you're—we're not going to care if you're alive. So if, you just gotta make your peace with that. Here, come come over here. Give me a hug. I've been really, really lonely after the last people here. They, they died, they got sick, and, then, uh, and now they're gone. And it's been really lonely not having anyone to talk to and constantly having the radio play. <laughs> Oh no, the music's back on, music's back on, oh no, I think that you're going to get along well here, you're going to adjust, and I just want you to know, we're in this together, but the only rule is, you do what I say. And you'll last a lot longer. Don't cry. Don't cry. Wake up, wake up. Wake up, get up, get up. hear someone in the hallway I think that I think that that someone's out there and I think that we should just be really quiet I think that it could be radio host out there here get under my blanket
7: to me like you're mucking around or you shouldn't be messing with monkeys dreams and I think that you might uncover something from those monkeys dreams that you might not want to know you ever know what an octopus dreams yeah you just, there's some things people weren't meant to know just going around with your fancy white Lab coats, mucking around where you don't belong. Stay to those animals' dreams, man. Leave those animals alone. Let them, let them sleep in peace. Or else something might happen.
1: so, the revolution is dead, the revolution is dead. It has been incorporated. The violence has situated itself within law. The law now contains violence. It shrinks to discernible negotiations. Those things we fight for are never ours, to own, to control. Like a dog barking in the street. philosophical lumberjack. You've imagined me when I say the word.
0: Uh, sleep to me was always a uh, always an afterthought Uh, something to be uh, something to be uh, achieved uh, or or rather something uh, to be um, earned or something to uh, you know a moment of, of, of rest in between uh the big things in life that I needed to do. Um, uh, there was always uh, more to consume uh, or more to uh, accomplish and sleep never seemed to be all that important. Uh, throughout uh, most of my uh, high school And junior high days, I would stay up as late as I could. I would uh, watch nightly television shows, uh, CNN, uh, Daily Show, all sorts of things late into the night. And then I would be up after only a few hours of sleep uh, for school. I would uh, I would get through the day, uh, half dazed, uh, drink a lot of pop, uh, you know, not do too much physically demanding things, and, uh, and then I'd come home and I would sleep for a couple of hours after after school, and then it would be up and, and doing my thing. Again, and, uh, you know, so I would sleep in these chunks of three or four hours at a time every 12 or 14 hours. Uh, and uh, as a result, you know, of, of doing that for many years, it only got worse when I was in university, didn't have to work, didn't have to maintain a routine. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, uh, I... Uh, I lost my ability to uh to dream um You know, that's that was okay. It was uh you know, now I, I have a hard time distinguishing uh, reality from the moments uh, of rest I do get. Uh, you know there was always these uh, these games I would play uh, with with friends. Uh, you know, younger sort of endurance tests—see how late we could stay up, or uh, or you know, who could handle the most caffeine, who, uh, uh, who could, uh, you know, who could do the most exercise and then, you know, stay focused on something, uh, afterwards. And, uh, yeah, as I as I grew older and as I sort of trained myself away from the need for sleep, my uh my 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 abilities and my uh my reasoning began to uh began to wane. And now, you know, I'm up 2, 3 days at a time you know I pray for sleep Uh, when I do get sleep it's 4 or 5 hours never deep my bed feels uncomfortable, you know, I can't even lay down anymore. I have to fall asleep in a sitting position, you know, uh, and then I'll wake up like that and I'll start to feel mad at myself because those are four or five hours where I could have been doing something. But I'm afraid, you know, if I stay up too light, or too long, I'll just... Well, you know, there's a reason the military uses sleep deprivation as torture.
7: Well... In my family we would go to sleep with the TV on and uh, TV would be playing all night we'd all be watching it just sitting there in the living room falling asleep together and the next day everyone would be talking about their dreams and it would all be almost commercials for various uh, ways to um, to clean clean things easier or whatever and uh, and it was it was like uh, the real the real battle was to to get rid of that that imagination that uh, that's in your head that tells you you can have something better in life got to get rid of that got to get rid of that and just go to the... Buy something from the convenience store, pick up some milk, pick up some eggs. Um, uh, Hannah Arendt uh, said in her 1969 book about dreams uh, on the point of Marx, Dreams never come true, and uh, I think think knowing that, knowing that dreams never come true, it might be better not to dream at all, might be better not to have anything going on up there. And uh, really, I mean, you, you don't need dreams to win. Picking the right dog at the dog races, you don't need dreams for any of that. You don't need dreams for buying shampoo. You're buying the right shampoo.
0: dream all I dream of is these colors uh, and textures you know there's there's no one I know there's no one I see there's no one I I believe in it's just it's pinks it's blues it's Dijon mustard yellows it's anything you can choose it's 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 just it's a sensory overload overload the brain firing off in all sorts of different directions but unable to comprehend anything that it had dealt with in the day beforehand you know it's they say dreams are 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 what you are how you make sense of the world you know the brain needs time to stop and reset a catalog and 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 format and organize needs time to make predictions you know it looks for the patterns in the world says hey this happened this happened this happened well I bet that's gonna happen you know but not me no when I dream it's it's like I've entered a whole nother universe where physicality is not a thing. Where there is no time, there's no space, there is no smells. There's nothing to see, there's just what you feel. It's synthetic it's emphatic, it's erratic, it's uncontrollable, it's all above me, all around me, all below me, My dreams are pure moments free of anything that came before or after. My dreams exist for me.
6: Greetings, dear helper. I am Miss Susan Williams, your friend and oil and gas slash gold dealer. I have been diagnosed of a complex case of ovarian cancer that has spread into my pelvic cavity. Consequently, is due for surgery as the only cure by my doctors. I decided to donate my state worth of $27,500,000 plus 105 gold bars to any individual or organization that is willing using it for the benefit of the poor, and less privileged in the society. I have to say all my life I have never been married, due to an encounter I had with my uncle concerning raping me and has made me to be afraid of the male counterparts that lead to my decision not to marry Please let me know if you are interested to receive these funds by getting back to me immediately to enable me forward the contact information of Pastor Williams Harrison for more details on how to proceed. Yours sincerely. Best regards. Miss Susan Williams. Writing from hospital.
1: have been listening to Nothing to See Here, a program of experimental radio from NASCARD University. This episode was called We Have Eaten the Forests in Our Sleep. Performers in this episode were Maeve Mulroy, Dave Marcotti, Alexander Robier. Raphael McDonald, David Clark, Nathan Wilson, and Mark Hines. Nothing to See Here is recorded and produced at NASCAD University in Halifax. sound design and mixing is by David Clark For more episodes please search for Nothing to See Here Radio on SoundCloud Please friend us on Facebook at Nothing to See Here Radio Join us next week for another episode of Nothing to See Here,
0: Orally Ingested Art for Your Mind.